and welcome to the Sean Haggerty Show. I am Sean Haggerty, comedian slash boxer. You don't boxer? Know, don't know if you knew that. I'm now a boxer. Yeah. Oh, I I, I saw that. I there's the the comedians. Yeah. Boxing comedians room. charity boxing event next uh, February the 11th next month in the Ulster Hall. Sold out <laughs> within like five minutes. Who are you fighting? Pete Giffen. So and what you're he? thinking? You haven't heard of him, but nobody has. So you're fine. So um, Peter I'm, I'm going to trash talk him the whole way through this, by the way. Not Peter Griffin. The, the guy from Family Guy? No, no. <laughs> just a cartoonist, just constantly I've sitting there. The, I've seen the chicken fight with him before. Like, he's pretty relentless. <laughs> yeah. That's what it could end up being. Now, uh, he's, uh, I mean this in the most respectful way, he's heavier than me. Mm. And normally in boxing, that's not how it works. Uh, by the way, Phil Taggart, everybody. Hi. Hello. I'm not a boxer. <laughs> I just introduced myself. I'm not a like, boxer, but I've taken a few slaps in my time. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's he he's quite a bit heavier than me, which in boxing terms should never be allowed to match up. You should never be allowed to fight someone who's, you know, considerably heavier. Than I have you. a feeling like this is going to be like the post-match interview. This this should never have been allowed to happen. <laughs> yeah, with my fucking arm dislocated and just my, my eyeball just dangling from its socket. But yeah, so uh, we're we're looking forward to that. So we've been we've been training nonstop. Uh, well, I have. I don't know if the rest of the guys have. We set up like a training camp where you go down like to ours is in Jimco Finney. Yeah. Like, once a week, but I've been training two to three times a day in my head. I am now a professional boxer, and it'll not look like that. Did on you know night. how to box beforehand? A little bit. I've done a little bit of white collar boxing. Uh, so I, I have fought in a ring once before, but it was very kind of low-key you sell tickets to family and friends you know that kind of thing was it like a white collar yeah, boxing event in the, right, right. in the europa yeah about eight or nine years ago uh so this is the first time this this is again it's it's white collar again pretty much but everyone has taken it so so seriously so we're really out to fucking we're watching rocky at night and i said yeah i saw i saw a, a few things on it's, it's kind of hard to ignore it on social media because it's like, everywhere i think yeah, yeah especially over the past week or so with the press conference and I'm just trash talking Pete every single day on on social uh, media. Is he so. retorting? I thought you said something else, sir. Um, is he like? Is he coming back to you, going right every now and again? Yeah, he he is biting, but I'm I'm going hell for leather. I'm in in my head. I'm like I'm gonna murder this guy. Like we'll shake hands or hug at the final bell or whatever. Yeah. But up until then, I'm I'm out to destroy him. Like, and like, do you have like a name? Like you know, Sean the Sean Hungrenade Haggerty. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. I know. I was even considering getting Joe like the the tattoos of hand grenades on my hands, and then I thought I'm not a scumbag, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna have normal hands. There, you won't even see them as yeah. well. So what would be the point? You you know, know, there was there was a fella from Oma who used to call his fists Des and Troy. Right. And when you get them together, it's destroy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want Class. me to get Des and Troy out tomorrow. <laughs> Feel free to use that one. That is a good one. That is good. Uh, have you ever done anything like that before? Um, not legally, no. Because yeah. <laughs> um, you told me when when you I was making coffees in the house, and you says that you were ac you actually got into a fight. Was it in a youth club? Oh, oh god yeah like uh, no i remember like oh in, no this in was school. I, i'm combining two stories here. no in school like I, yeah no i got like i think it was like in first year you know when you're like what's it, what are you like i think i was like 11 i was quite yeah quite young in the year and got into a fight with a, a friend of mine we didn't even want to fight each other right. it was like all boys school kind of politics you know at the start of the day yeah the boys would kind of come together going right who's fighting at the end of the day mm, i can relate and then they would like walk over to me and they'd be like going he just called your ma such and such. And they'd go over to him and then they'd be like to him, 
he just called your boss this was such and both of us like knew rightly what was going on it's we just were, golden we, isn't we're it just like going, I was like kind of looking back at him and was like going he wouldn't say that about my man <laughs> he wouldn't say he would he wouldn't fucking tell me <laughs> it's my cousin oi I've had enough to fucking hear me oh I think son um, and uh, yeah it ended up it ended up get, getting into a bit of it like we had to do it like, mm-hmm. neither of us wanted to fight there was, yeah. no, there was no sort of bad bone in our body but we were sort of bullied into it really mm-hmm. um, and we were up at the hill shop outside the Christian Brothers Noma like we were like handbagging each other um, against like the the coal uh, bunker and right. uh, like the legend that is uh, Connor Keyes swoops in and he's like oh, what like what's going on here I knew Keyesy from uh, Youth Club mm-hmm. Keyesy would have been a good bit older than me but like he would have been either at the he was either at the Youth Club or a leader I can't remember which one uh, both are uh, believable mm-hmm. um, but I just remember him like lifting me out and going leave him alone this is over and he just broke up the fight and everybody was like because Casey was big back then as well like you yeah. know like we, we were squirts like you yeah, know yeah. Pre- pre-puberty 11 year olds and he just came over and bowling balled everybody out of the way <laughs> what was he, was he, would he be mid 40s I think he was mid 40s then yeah was he? <laughs> <laughs> this is like yeah, nobody batted an eyelid like it's just him <laughs> hanging out outside the school um, I don't know how old Casey is at all like he's he, so he did break up a fight in school he broke up a fight with me because yeah, I thought in, in the house there I, I thought I, in my head there as we were speaking that I combined two stories because I remember you saying that he was the first person that you told that you kissed someone I remember yeah because Casey was this is at the inf- infamous youth club I mean Casey was like a, a bit of a legend I just remember the the teenage disco, and like I was one one of the girls came over. Will you go with my friend? I was like probably in a full white cap tracksuit, <laughs> you know, just going as you were unbuttoning unbuttoning <laughs> my poppers from the bottom up, <laughs> going well. Here, here it is, Phil. Um, I was like went over and kissed her, and I was like turned around the corner, and there was a couple of bigger lads there. I think he, yeah, definitely would have been. A leader, because it would have been weird for him to be at that disco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have an early 50s by the stage. Yeah, and I just remember turning around going, I kissed the girl, and everybody was just like, all right, cool. Was he like, I know, sitting watching with binoculars <laughs> in the distance, was he? God, One hand you, down his trousers. You need to ask him, though. Yeah. So, um, so you're from Oma. Yeah. Or, originally. Aye. Yeah. You moved to England. I was in I was in Oma, and then um, went to uni in Coleraine. And then moved to London to to do the radio, and then I was in Brighton for a while, and then I moved back to Belfast um, at the sort of the middle of twenty twenty one. Right, right. So you're back, you're back in Dodge. I've been yeah. around, yeah. been around the block a few <laughs> things. Uh, radio was that the dream? Yeah, I've I've been into radio since I was since I was a kid. Like, my, like I mean, almost to go back to your sort of boxing story. Like my my dad was really into boxing with a box when he was younger and would, would always try to get me into it and he had like sort of a a small sort of gym at the at the at the back of the house I make it sound like you know very like you know <laughs> like that we're millionaires or something it was a shed <laughs> that like you know yeah. would have had coal in it if it wasn't uh, I give it two months for there's a, a treadmill or something in here yeah, yeah definitely um and but there was a stereo on it so I used to go out and pretend I was boxing I just used to sit and to put the, the stereo on just sit and listen to the radio the whole time <laughs> just smoking reading ah, Heat magazine that's it going, oh my god 
I can't believe it. What, what, it, what, what would it have been in the 90s? Annika Rice looks <laughs> amazing. You know, it makes such a difference when she's not in a jumpsuit. It really does. I believe you're relating to Challenge Annika. Challenge Annika, yeah. Do you remember? I mean, I don't really remember what it was. I just re- Neither do like, I. I just thought of, like, what's the most 90s celebrity mm-hmm. name that I could think of? And Annika Rice was, yeah. like, the first one. Because instantly I think of, like, the Krypton Factor. Oh, I remember that. But I yeah. don't remember who hosted it. I could, I could draw you. I could too. And he had I a bit of a I floppy him haircut. In my head. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know who he is. Is he, he still alive? Who knows? He imbued a a nation of teenagers to the zipline. Mm. Everybody wanted to go on a zipline. Very true. I went to Costa Rica about two or three years ago, and went on the biggest ziplines in the world, and high it, up. Like, was it? A yeah, they're high up and they're long and they're across like basically canyons of jungle and oh, i thought that's the dream i was like going i can't wait for this this is gonna be great no one full well how scared shitless i am of heights but the fucking mm-hmm. krypton factor has stuck the zipline in my head <laughs> for a long time so i was like on this group of about 30 people like and they were all like 18 19 year old germans and you know the joy de vivre of life all of them mm-hmm. running around you know having a great time and i was like oh, right yeah we're gonna do this you go over the first zip line and it takes you over a wee tree and you're like going happy days <laughs> feel feel amazing then you do two wee small ones and then there's a big long one and you get onto it and then it's like halfway across you're like going what the fuck am i doing really? holy shit so i got to the other side and i had a fucking full-on panic attack and I while holding on like in, in uh, yeah yeah but once once I got to the other side it kind of just hit me what I'd done and I walked kind of was walking really slowly and I was getting lapped by all of these other like kids basically and got to the, the next one and looked across and it was longer across again and it was like the drop was god it was like you're falling out of a plane um and I said to the said to the guy I was like going I'm not going back and he goes he doesn't speak English so I'm speaking to like a German 20 year old girl and I'm like going can you translate for me and she was like going yeah tell him I'm not fucking going back near <laughs> that at all and she's like going <laughs> speaking uh, to the, the Costa Rican fella and she says you have to go back this is the jungle side if you stay here you'll die and I was like, tell him I'm going to die then. <laughs> so, so there's a real fucking Costa Rican standoff between me and him. And With just this woman in the yeah. middle where you're like, she, she, split. she, she, she read the situation and was just like, see you later. Um, so about 20 other people come past me and there's just me standing, staring at this like fella. He must have been about 5'4 tall and about 5'4 wide. And he had about six teeth. And he was looking at me, and I was like, going, I'm not going. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. And he goes, He can't go without me. He can't leave me in the jungle. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he just goes, So he's, for the benefit of anybody listening, he's pointing at himself and putting his arms around. All right, I thought and you'd I, like wank him off to the like, uh, <laughs> yeah. back. back to because you know what you have to do. Um, so do you know what he did? Hmm. He strapped me in with him. He's five four, and we put me who's six foot in front of him like a baby. It's like, you know like Doctor Evil and Mini Me. Aye, isn't aye. It? <laughs> like he's got me in a baby, a baby suit, and he goes, he runs back and just takes off with me hooked up to him, and I'm closing my eyes, going, I've never felt like more of a fucking 
scaredy cat in my whole life. Are you glad you went back? We we as scared. Going well, back? I went back, and then there was meant to be about another twenty zip lines. Mm. So I just like found the track and walked back. And when I walked back, the guys congratulated me and said, "Well done. Nobody's ever done the course in that time before." And I just <laughs> handed them back the equipment, going, "Yeah, man, I know." <laughs> and I went to like I was had to go and wait for somebody. It was another like twenty minutes. So I went to the co- coffee shop, and was sitting down in the coffee shop, waiting like outside. I'm drinking a coffee, just kind of feeling a wee bit low, just like, you know, do you know what I mean? You feel like a bit of a scaredy cat, and you're just mm. like, feeling wee, still a wee bit panicky, residual anxiety, or whatever. Two fucking parrots come over, start pecking at me, getting Jeez. fucking bullied by parrots. <laughs> at me lowest. No way. They know it, they can smell it. Yeah. I know, I'd never. What do you do? Well, could they talk? No. The parrots? Hey, they're, they're, they're just Pussy. like, scaredy, scaredy cat. Shimmy! They're the only ones that. Shimmy! They're fucking tattoos all up their wee legs. Unreal. Uh, what, what do you think it was that scared you? Is it the fear of dying, do you think, or what is it? Because I have a fear of heights too. I remember in Portadown Pool, there's like, or there used to be, they've now all amalgamated into one leisure centre just down the road here. And there was three tiers of. Uh, fucking diving boards diving boards yeah and I could always do the first one no problem and sometimes I even like sort of built up the confidence to do a wee jump off the diving board uh, do a wee second. springy bottom one yeah. but then the second one's just a flat and it's midway between the top one and the middle one and my kids were going up to the top and they were you're talking seven eight years old and just jumping off the top just this here just close yeah. your eyes and jumping off and as as near in tears at like I was like that's my boy Joe that kind of thing yeah. was they were jumping but then I go up to the second one and this queue starts to form behind me and I'm standing at the, the railings, almost like Mr. Bean. And I'm looking over the edge and I'm like, I just can't do it. And Trying to hang drop it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to only, I was afraid of the kids like stamping with my hands and I had to, had to go. Yeah. But I, w- I was like holding on, I, w- I was just, all these emotions were going through my head and I was like, I need to jump here. I look like such a pussy, I, I really need I've to been, jump. I've been in this situation a few times though. Yeah, I just couldn't do it though. And then one of the kids goes, here mate, are you Rodney? And I was like, oh, no. um, yeah, and they were all, ah, oh, here's Rodney, here's Rodney. And word had got down the whole way down the stairs, but I had to like turn and like say, excuse me, excuse me. And like all these wee kids in their wee underpants, I had to like shimmy past them on these wee narrow stone steps yeah. and shimmy all the way down to the ground floor. I've had, to, I've had to do that before as well. I, I, it's the worst. The thing is, people who know their limits won't ever have to go through that because they'll just know, yeah. start off going... Right, I'm not going to do that because it's not going to be good for me. Mm. But stupid cons like us, who don't know their limits, who want to, like, you look at it and you go, that looks like a big good crack. And then you get yeah. up there and you're just, your brain turns into mush. I don't know what it is, whether it, like, what it's, what it is the fear of, or like, it's like, you know, you kind of know if you're jumping off a third, like, story or like a, the, the third diving board or whatever. Oh, the, the, the worst thing that could happen to you is that you might break an arm or something like that mm. like but it's it's different like i used to be scared of flying but i'm not now because i fly so much but like mm. um I, I used to have this irrational fear when i was flying that the the, the ground would uh, the the floor would just disappear mm. <laughs> yeah yeah that's like, how i would feel too when you're in the shower and you hear a creak on the bath like if you're yeah. in a, a a shower that's also a bath and you hear a creak and you're like fuck this bath's gonna give way and i'm gonna fall through to the kitchen but then you have to think that there's the actual floor of the bathroom 
then there's like floorboards and stuff, and yeah. then there's all the beams, and then there's so you never see that shit in mall. You never see that shit in malls and Gromit, like never. No, straight through. Wallace Gromit did that boy. You know he was renting that house as well. Wallace, aye, really? Fucking digging the whole way up, putting fucking machines in left. That's his deposit gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's not getting that back. No, he's not. Does he? Fuck. Not the dogs, other. <laughs> he's twice fucked. <laughs> Oh jeez, uh, Radio One. Then is, is was that the goal? I mean, like in terms of that was you, the worst segue ever. Wasn't in terms it? of in terms of <laughs> just laughing at Wallace and Gromit. Wallace so and Gromit. Radio uh, One. Like how would you how would you even say that Wallace and 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 Gromit? Cheese. Hmm, That's on TV. Yeah, isn't cheese. It? Sometimes you hear cheesy music on Radio <laughs> One. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been a good one. Uh, oh, Wallace and Gromit, that's on the BBC every Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think it's on the BBC is Radio 1. <laughs> um, do that again, I'll cut it. Well, I'll <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> um, it, no, like, I mean, in term, like, I liked, I wanted to be a music presenter uh, and broadcaster. And did you play it? In terms, you, you? I, I, I used to play in bands and stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, and I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to do music uh presenting but like <coughs> i mean i w- kind of wanted to be in a band really more than anything else at the start and then after a while i kind of realized that i preferred doing the, the presenting stuff and broadcasting mm-hmm. finding music and talking about it and then when you get paid you get all the money too instead of splitting it three ways four ways five well, ways, i mean you know? when, when you're playing gigs and what was the venue you used to play in lurgan because we're, we're close to there now um, Sean's address, by the way, is <laughs> <laughs> and he's out of the house at. Um, if there's any thieves listening to podcasts, uh, the railway bar, <laughs> the vintage. I think it was a Keeley House. Keeley House, yeah, that, that used was to be. Called? It was like two or three floors. Yeah, like three floors. Yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Keeley House. The DJ in there. DJ Sean. Managerial material. Was that what, what you were called? Yeah, because I was manager of a, a cinema at the time. So I came up with the name Managerial Material. And I had all this wee, you know, like, rip, 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 Managerial Material. All this you're like, listening to manager- rectangle. You're listening to Managerial Material. Drop down your aerial. Ar- <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I used, to, I used to play in bands, like, flat out. But, um, no, I mean, Radio One's probably when you're 22 or 23 or whatever and you're getting into um, the best place to go because it's the best... Mm. Youth station in Europe, really? Yeah. yeah. I used to listen to Mark and Lard back in the day, oh. who were fucking brilliant. They were and very funny. Chris Moyles, too. Yeah. Chris Moyles' breakfast show was just uh, unrivaled, you know, and probably still is to this day. Like, it just, it sounded like every morning was just this big house party. And that's what really got me into radio. And I wanted to be a radio presenter then. Yeah. He, he, like, he left it pretty much as I started. I don't know if that was a coincidence or he just you went. Got to, a mic. He, he, I, I think he probably <laughs> just saw me come through the door going, fuck, don't let anybody in here these days. <laughs> the standards have gone to shit, I believe. And I'll see you later. I'm away to Jesus Christ Superstar or whatever it was he went to. Um, I did meet him once, though. I think we were like literally like the two only two people smoking at the Radio 1 Christmas party. Right. Like, and, and I think that was my first time over. And I was like, going, hello. He's like, all right, man. Like Rachel from Friends, who just joined her, her, her work colleagues on the rooftop, just because otherwise you're sitting on your own, aren't you? you know, if you're not with the cool smokers back in the day. <laughs> no, there wasn't too many of them. Just you and him. <coughs> Damn breed. <laughs> uh, you're, you're trying to quit? The minute? Aye. Not radio. Like just trying to smoke <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Say some really outrageous <laughs> shit now. Just hurry it up. Listen to that. I thought you were going to light up there. Today's 
podcast sponsored by Nicorette Cools. Two milligrams of icy mint, 20 lozenges. Do not use more than 15 lozenges a day. Keep out of the sight and reach of children. Right, what if they see it just? Well, they just start itching and fucking shaking <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> just give me one more lozenge, Dad. I need a fig. <laughs> um, I know that, yeah, I'm qu- quitting smoking at the minute. It's hard. It's very mm. hard. Um, you, you like, you just become an irritable ball bag. Yeah, you've been. It's also a I. good DJ name as well. It'd be funny if by the end of this you were like the Incredible Hulk. You were just fucking livid at everything. You were fuck this, <laughs> fuck that, and fuck you. <laughs> you. Want me to get on a fucking zipline to get home? Aye, I'll tell you. <coughs> um, I know that quitting smoking is craft crack, like, but mm. it's it's easier than dying, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it's, it would be a lot easier. It, it, is it a health reason? Is it financial? Is it a mixture of everything? Is it's it just a mixture smell? of everything? It it's just everything. It's just not yeah. good for you. It's mm. just like you shouldn't. Like nobody should be doing it. Um, they shouldn't be selling them. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be selling shouldn't. them. I mean, the, the cigarettes do not like. Should not exist. Hmm. Like, but it's for tax reasons, isn't it? Is it because it you can tax them so much that yeah, the government they, can make such but like huge profits? They do it over here. A pack of cigarettes costs in in like the UK about eleven pounds, right? You go to you go to Europe, like you go. I love it, like I say, say Europe, like Americans. You know, Americans <laughs> everywhere's Europe. <laughs> We're going, which to Europe. is true. Like I mean, <laughs> it is true. Like you know, like Italy, Germany. Yeah. Like Spain, Romania, whatever is Europe. We're, yeah. Oh, we're going to Europe. I know. I hate they, they always make it sound like it's like really plush and posh, hmm. and it's not like it's like like I don't know, flipping it's fucking fields and shite and uh, <laughs> like fucking like lack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in Europe. I, I was trying to think. Of, I was trying to think of the place with the least amount of people that might listen to this and get offended. I was like going. Lack. Achnacloy. Achnacloy. There's plenty of people in Achnacloy. I'm from mm. Tyrone as well. I couldn't I couldn't say a bad word against no. Achnacloy because I'm just a small town boy born and raised in Achnacloy. Um, I like it. I like it. Is that how I, you opened every radio show? <laughs> <laughs> but they, like, you go over to like France or Spain or whatever and it's like five euro. Mm. And you understand like how much they're... like. Yeah, they can't get rid of them because they're making so, so much coin off it. But it must, co- it must cost the NHS some serious amount of money as well. Though. Yeah, yeah, of course it does. Yeah. Uh, any other, any other vices? Are you? Is it? Is that the vices? <laughs> um, like, uh, I think the, yeah, bet three six five. He's <laughs> <laughs> checking your phone every two yeah, minutes for a horse. It's about going, Yeah, I've got a, I've got the three fifteen. Like the virtual. <laughs> Have you ever seen the virtual dogs? I've seen virtual like, horses. I think you know when you start betting, yeah, on, on, on shit that's not real stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I understand it. like the the allure of going to like Bundorn uh, or Newcastle. Just keep it across community here, um, <laughs> <laughs> and and like sticking a couple of quid or like sticking like ten p on you those like little horses that sort of yeah, bounce yeah, up yeah, and down yeah. like that. Yeah, you're like, well, that's just yeah, a yeah. distraction technique. So you're. Until you you're, get to go home again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're, yeah. you're trying to pass the time. Ma, your granny can go and spend a hundred and fifty pound mm. of two peas or whatever. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, like I always just think that like you, you if you ever go in like I I very like I think I probably gamble once a year and that's on the Grand National, right? Um, and you go in and you see these boys like watching like virtual greyhound racing I know. and you're like going, you've gone too far. Mm. 
you've gone know, too far this time and you wonder is it a video is it something where the boogie is actually sitting in this big fucking studio somewhere and he's like he's seeing all the statistics coming up to you on who's betting on what horse mm. and then he goes right we'll get the horse with the you know that's going to make us the most amount of money or the the dog i wouldn't like, i would i wouldn't put it past i mean it'd be massively illegal like but i wouldn't put it past them yeah, yeah I, i'd like to see like because it's virtual like sort of integrate it with like games like Fortnite and stuff like that and like just have, have like some guy with like an alien helmet like yeah. instead of I'm like su- I'm surprised they haven't done that yet for, for children to gamble they were like who's going to win this game of Fortnite and well, then they put Mr. Beast next to fucking Logan Paul or something there you go I mean there, there's like a, a feature. I think that that could be know, your next big revenue stream I know as I was children's saying it, gambling I was like you should not be saying this you should be going on Dragon's Den next week yeah that's what I should be doing do you know what I mean <laughs> like what credit cards have never been more easy to access from kids if they've got your phone they've got your number they've got your card what do we want from them the parents money yeah go henry account <laughs> um yeah there you go look listen get yourself on the den or they call tank, it they call it in america the tank the shark tank oh yeah dragon's den that's what they call it over there they call it sh- the shark they tank. call it shark tank mm. it's like well, like I know dragons aren't real. Yeah. But like do Australia do Australians do Americans I not know. understand the concept of Are the dragon? Because I remember I put it on one time, it was on like what well, I can't remember what channel it was on, but I thought it was that T V show, do you know where excuse me, I did a big burp there inside myself. Do you know where they go to a house and it's like a big mansion and they put in a big actual tank? And they fill it with fish and sharks and things like that. <laughs> I genuinely they? turned it on one day thinking it was that and I was like any minute now they're gonna fucking put the screen up and all this air is like it just didn't happen it's just it was, it was shite. your yeah, idea was crap and i'd get eaten by the shark yeah. um, do you ever see those tv shows the real eccentric american ones where they go into big mansions and put in big fish tanks like huge like wall-to-wall fish tanks oh right yeah yeah, yeah no, on rail i know it's, it's, it's amazing yeah i did see the the video clip of um milf island did you see that one no, but that sounds like somewhere I you would like to visit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like having a conversation with like your your mum or your wife or something. I was thinking about a family holiday to Melf Island. Would you be interested in going? Now you'd be more of a guilt. <laughs> um, stay in the hotel room. Yeah, exactly. What would what would the culinary be like in Melf Island? Um, I. But they'll make TV shows about literally anything. If you can think of anything, it's been mm. made into a TV show. Yeah. Do you well, think we could come up with a TV show now and pitch it? We'll maybe give, is it Stephen Bartlett? Who's Stephen Bartlett? Diary of a CEO. Drew oh, yeah. Dragon's Den. Give him I, a love shout I love his name. Cause like he Stephen d- Bartlett. He just sounds like he's from Lurgan, doesn't he? He really does, yeah. Especially because there's Mickey like Bartlett, there's Karen Bartlett. Do you know? That's what I was saying this the other day. It's like Alicia Keys. Sounds like she's from Omar. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys, yeah. Connor Keys' sister. Sister, I was going to say niece. Niece. Uh, I suppose they are nearly no, the same age. Same age. She's quite old, I'd say sister. <laughs> 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 what do you call it? I always thought Ricky Martin is a good, uh, good omen name as well. Yeah. His name was fully anglicised though, wasn't it? Wasn't it? What was uh, his real name? Like Enrique Martin or something? Oh, is but it? Because it was like, obviously, Joey you know, went to Simon Cowell or something in his office and Simon Cowell was like, it's fucking Ricky Martin, uh, dude. So, it, it, like, on you go he just comes back and you know he's just come back from a wee holiday and and like I don't know flipping mid-ulster or whatever <laughs> and they're like going, let me give you a name 
Holly Donald McGinley. (laughs) 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 This is, (laughs) do you know what I mean? This is like, this is the brand new single. Um, Hey, um, put your finger to my lips (laughs) by Donald McGinley. (laughs) 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 There's probably a guy now, Donald McGinley, who is like an acoustic guitarist and he's trying to start his TikTok and we're just sitting here slagging him and we don't even know he exists. Listen, Fuck him. That's what I say. That's what I say. Fuck him. Put the guitar down, Donald. Go back to your fucking day job. Speaking Fake of beef. <laughs> I'm actually going to do a bit of a segue here. It's still shite, but it's a better one. I feel like a band are fucking playing somewhere close to here. Do you know what? Our bins are out. It's probably the bin men. It's probably, it's, uh, that makes more sense than a, a, a full-scale uh, a band. band coming mm. down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it is the bin men with big bins strapped to their chest. Just well, you're on a cul-de-sac as well. It would be, mm. it would be strategically awful for a, a band to come down this way. They'd just yeah. be coming back on each other. Turn <laughs> 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 uh, So speaking of Donald McGinley, wasn't it Donald McGinley? Donald McGinley, yeah. Yeah, um, you've met quite a few pop stars. Yeah, over the years. Enda McGinley. Enda. Barry McGinley. <laughs> Porrig. Aye, Porrig. Aye, the Oxford. Basically, it was rare in her house. Um, I know I've, I've, I've met like a load of people. Um, Any of you have been like shit scared to meet? Tom York from Radiohead, I was a bit shit scared to meet. Yeah. Um, but he was he was all right. He was good. Like, like the interview was really, really good. Mm. Um all good seg- segues and stuff yeah huh? all good segues with all them, yeah. re- great segues <laughs> I actually like it was weird because he, he came in to play on the show and I'm a massive Radiohead fan so he came in and played Everything in His Right Place from Kid A it's like one of my favourite songs and he brought in like the really beautiful piano and was playing it and he just he knocked it out first go because he's obviously been playing that song his whole life mm-hmm. uh, but he was also in to play he'd written the soundtrack to the, the remake of Suspiria and he was playing it kind of live for the first time obviously he had written it and it was a beautiful piece of music but he, and it was very technical like, like what he was doing it was very like I don't really know that much about piano but I, I know enough to look at him play it going Jesus Christ so he was like having to sing this beautiful song um, and play it at the same time and he kept messing it up and it's, you, you don't really expect that mm. you know from somebody who is yeah. like literally one of the best in the world was he nervous from meeting Phil Tiger? I think so, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. He'd heard about my Burgeon and Gilly career and he was just like, well, <laughs> Oh, I feel all warm and cozy. Um, and he he was playing away. And at the end, he would like almost do that sort of thing you would imagine in a piano player in Royal, like the Royal Albert Hall or Carnegie Hall would do, where he just like dramatically hits the final chord and then the head goes down. Hmm. And then it would be silence. And then he would just go, Can't! <laughs> <laughs> and he'd go right I need to, to do it again no and he, he messed it up like three or four times every single time oh God. everybody was so taken back we're like because obviously it wasn't live on air no no that'd be fucking brilliant wouldn't that it? would yeah it's 20 minutes past and you're still waiting on this fella trying yeah. to do one song I remember Liam Gallagher coming in and starting an interview and he was just saying so much mental stuff that the producer had to step and I start, I, I could like he was just saying so much unbroadcastable things like, certainly like, off his bollocks back then like, yeah, yeah yeah but he was like talking talk about drugs and he was like taking a piss and he was just doing all sorts of stuff but it wasn't live 
and I was just la- I was just laughing because like you know he's so funny mm-hmm. he's just so funny and you can't uh, and it was the first time I'd interviewed him as well and I, I used to watch interviews with him just for a laugh anyway because yeah. he he's got like the most witty like turn of phrase and he always he just if there's a joke there he doesn't go for it he goes for like the complete left field one right, right he right. Li- lives in his own brain like and yeah. um I started laughing so much the producer was just coming in he was like going. And he started laughing as well because he knew exactly what he was doing and he was making me piss myself. So we were both pissing ourselves. And the producer was like going, Liam, if we could just like maybe not speak about these certain <laughs> subjects. And Phil, if you could just like not laugh the whole time and maybe ask a couple of questions. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay. And I was like, well, so what are you, you know, like just like random questions. Like, you know, so what are you excited about today? He goes, right, like, what are you excited about? Like, you know, the year coming up because he was just releasing his debut album solo mm-hmm. and he was like oh man I'm getting a Sunday roast I'm getting to watch the football today <laughs> he's like Just yes simple and he's like well my mom's from uh, from around your way where are you from oh man he's like oh, yeah somewhere around there <laughs> Fucking, his mom's actually from here no she's I think she's from Mayo or somewhere like that right, Peter right, Kay's right. mom's from Dungannon so I hear yeah 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 he was always impersonating her wasn't he and doing her accent he does, and then he he does he, a good he's bound to base that character off her yeah I was gonna say Maureen. It's not Maureen, is it? What do you call her? You're, you're the wee woman that he he plays the character. Oh yeah, yeah. No, another no, one. No, it's on not Philomena either. I don't, I don't know the name. I'll, I'll, na- I'll tell you all the names that she's not called. Putting putting Dungannon on the map. Big time. Yeah, yeah. And his his wee granny passed away. I think a wee a while back. Do you remember his granny used to be in all his specials? He would like talk about her on stage, and she'd be like waving. Peter Kane has been here fifty. That's how he, he still has a granny. Not anymore, it. he doesn't. But I know, but like I mean, up until quite recently, that's pretty good going. Mm. Big time. Have you seen? Have, Peter you got, have you still got a granny? No, I have no grannies. Neither does Diona. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Only because it's your ex. You're like, fuck up, bitch. <laughs> I've got a, a friend of mine who's really, really morbid. Like he's like mm. pure, but like it's just like that's a, a sense of humour. I was really good at like you know like somebody had passed away and he'd done this to me about three times and I'd be like I told him I was crying one time I was like oh I can't believe it since this passed away he just goes I'm glad <laughs> I sometimes, was sometimes you need stuff I was like expecting that, a bit of comfort or a bit uh, of yeah, I mean, and you'll bad, be alright and I just started laughing I was like going what? you're such a fucking you're a grim bottle and to be honest I kind of didn't need it like. mm, I love that though I really do like see when celebrities die there's nothing I love more than thinking of jokes about them instantly like instantly oh. before they're cold as soon as it's announced I'm like fucking think of jokes googling all the song titles and stuff and seeing what I can work into puns and stuff but audiences do you, do you are not, very sensitive now I was going to say do you not get into like trouble with that like if you I mean have you got in trouble with it um, online. I'd say being a comedian online would be a minefield. Like. Yeah, it really is. Like it's a, a few times I've sort of got to the point where I was like, "This is just not worth it anymore." So you just have to post them in your family WhatsApp group because you need to release them. You need to go. <laughs> Somebody fucking take this off my hands. Do you know? Yeah. So you have to tell people, but you just can't post stuff like that online anymore unless it's a. I, I don't know if it's a Hollywood celebrity. It's almost like. Fuck up! You don't know them. Do you know what I mean? What do you? Do? All right, They're, yeah. Have a wee cry or be grieving or whatever. But realistically, it doesn't change anything about your day. You're not now making plans to buy a suit and go to the funeral. Do you know what I mean? It you is. don't have to go to the wake and. It depends how you know. Like there's some there's certain people in the world that are just off limits. You know, mm. like there's like Gareth Briggs. Oh, you, you 
what you want to live in Ireland and make jokes about Garth Brooks? I know, I know, I know. You'd be walking around with a, a target on your cowboy hat, like. <laughs> You'll never, never, <laughs> never be able to work. Never be able to work in this town again. Tomorrow will come. Yeah, don't it? It'll be exactly. his fucking funeral. I was shit compared to yours. I can't I'm believe I said that. That <laughs> was terrible. I don't. I don't know many Garth Brooks songs. You see, Cro- I knew Garth Brooks is headlining Croaked at Park. <laughs> well done. I, I was need to Google stuff. stuff. This comedian shit's easy. It's well, easy, well, isn't it? Well. I know. You want to try press and play on records? <laughs> <laughs> That's difficult. You're just like going to start press any key. You're like, where's the any key? <laughs> Do you not think though? See, like I when I before I started in radio listening to it you were like this is so technical this is there there is literally so much to do and you know you have to line up the next song and do this and do that and you know there's the wee sort of um the bits that come in they're all like you're listening to whatever radio station and things like that Mm. and you're like this is unbelievable like how like radio presenters must just be flat out pressing buttons and turning knobs and stuff all day and then you go in their radio station and it's literally like you press the space bar and the next one just plays <laughs> and then you keep it on like autopilot until you're ready to talk and it's all pre-lined up for you well it depends to it, a certain extent yeah it, it depends on the sort of show you do the sort of technicality you do like some programs are unbelievably technical so like i uh, say if i if i go in right this is going to be so boring for some people, right? <laughs> like, if you're v- vaguely into radio, it's going to be all right. But you've got, like, a, a little screen there, and it's got, like, all your little bits of music you talk over, which are called beds, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got, like, two faders here for your music. So normally you're playing off about three faders. And then another thing, because there's all the different studios, so you have to, like, take the network from different studios, which I've completely messed up so many times, like, what right? what do you mean? Take the network so from like different the, So, studios? like, the studio beforehand, say, like, Nolan's on in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. And he'd be broadcasting from a, a specific studio. Um, so for you to be able to go out the FM transmitter or online or whatever, the power has to come over to you in the last, like, 30 seconds to a minute. Mm-hmm. So you just, like, there'll be an operative there, like, you can, like if you need it. But sometimes you just, you just take it yourself. And I've taken Nolan off air twice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. By accident, <laughs> will you say by accident? Yeah, <laughs> but by accident, and I was just like, "Oh no, I don't know what I've done." Um, so that like, there's a big ability to go wrong. I mean, you can hit the wrong buttons, put the wrong colors up. Like yeah. live radio is a minefield. Like yeah. you, you can like there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. Especially the more stuff you add to it, the more games, the more people that you have on the mic, the more likelihood is somebody's going to say something ridiculous or you're going to go off it and you just have to learn how to roll well i'm sure it's the same being that's a comedian it. like you know yeah, what i mean you're yeah, going to forget yeah. your lines or you like your story's yeah. going to change that's it that's when you talk to the audience or you do you have backups <coughs> you have all these things that you can do like right if i forget what i'm going to say next i'll go over here and i'll press play on this musical insert or i'll you know i'll pull up a, a an instrument and play it or do something it's like some it's comedians don't give a fuck though they walk which is walk up with their notepad i know i know i know People see them all written on their uh, hand, and they come up and they're all. These are all going to die of blood poisoning. Else? I might have comedians of blood poisoning. Unbelievable! But uh, I, one one time I was on Cool <laughs> FM and, and doing like the really late show, mm. and I finished about three in the morning, and I thought I had left it on autopilot, where the music would just run until Pete and Rebecca and Paolo yeah. come in at six or whatever. But whatever happened, I pressed play on a song and just left. I must have been so tired. And got a phone call the next day being like, here, you, there, there was silence on QFM for like three hours. For three hours? And I was like, oh, 
fuck. Is it? But but people, see, I, I usually get in the car and put the radio on for about ten minutes just to go right a hundred percent. I'm sure <laughs> this is on autopilot yeah, because yeah. it's continuously playing. Yeah. But I could have swore that happened, and the fellow was like, "No, there was there was about three hours of pure silence. Like they oh paid for God. ads and you know, things run and." It was nice. Was years I'd ago, say so whoever's paying for an ad at fucking half four in the in the nights is not paying much more <laughs> than a pound. Setting their alarm, like. getting up, fucking yeah, exactly. checking and going back <laughs> to bed. Come to Martin's illegal fire stick <laughs> shack. Do you want Sky and not want to pay for it? Come to Martin. <laughs> <coughs> How long were you on Cool FM for? Um, I started as the Rodney character doing the Cool Break. No, it was a Cool Break. Something some Saturday morning. <laughs> show and that ran for about six months to a year where i was coming in and doing maybe it was like a four-hour show and i was doing the middle two hours with the hosts and stuff and mm. co-host and i was just having banter and sending snapchats and doing all wee things playing games with Who's the show was it stuff. on stuart robinson oh right okay and then i started on my He's own like the boss there isn't he yeah yeah and then i started on my own doing one to three in the morning so when i think it was melissa rydell finished she did like 10 till 1 I think and then when she finished I took over <coughs> till 3 mm-hmm. and it was just pretty much you know, like getting myself trained up getting the air miles getting just mm. getting used to being on air and being live but they, they had a really big listenership like they really do you know, like truck drivers and taxi drivers and things you had a lot of requests and a lot of people going oh I was listening to your show last night or comedians coming home from gigs and stuff and flicking it on and listening and uh, it was going really well and stuff and then just things didn't materialise and things didn't kick on I was like mm. how long do I want to be awake till three in the morning doing the school run that's tough doing that's tough. jobs during the day gigging at night and stuff like that and it was too tough and i was just like you're gonna have to be like one of those like sleeping sleeping upside upside down with a blood transfusion for about two yeah. hours yeah <laughs> yeah get back into it yeah oh, there's nothing worse than night shift uh you're you're doing serious ac- serious serious X- xfm serious xm yeah uh, <coughs> what's the difference what what does that mean what's x satellite radio Right. So, like, I mean, America's so big. Um, it's huge, man. <laughs> it's like double the size of Northern Ireland. No way. Yeah. Fuck. It takes you an hour to drive across it. No way. It's absolutely incredibly crazy. Um, <laughs> Sirius XM, uh, it's like a, I think it's the biggest radio network in America. So like it's it's North America as well. So they do Canada and and the US. There's a South America. Yeah, there's a South America. They don't, they don't go near the South America. Fuck. Just just USA. Must be Canada. Massive. That's it. Yeah. Unreal. And uh, do you do it live? Do you do it? Is, do you no, pre-record? I, I pre-record it. Oh, I uh, but it's like, a, it's like a drive time program. So like I do it during the day and then it goes out. Um, four p.m. Eastern, one p.m. Pacific. So. What's that like? They have different time zones. Yeah. Is that how big it is? 4, 4 p.m. in New York and Canada and that area and 1 p.m. in LA, LA and that sort, yeah. that sort of area as well. Class. And it's just like an alternative music station and you can say whatever the fuck you want on it. Can you? Now, there's, there's no there's no off-com or... Unreal. I try not to because sometimes, like I remember when I started, kind of was just like going, right, the rule book's out the window mm. and then I go and do a show on the BBC with the sort of same mind frame going oh no I can't say that yeah yeah so <laughs> no, do you try and oh, keep no. it sort of run oh, the no, middle where you're just okay yeah, it's a bit of crack like I mean it's 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 every every single day it's like an alternative music station that I'm, I do the drive time show on class and do you get guests and stuff in is it no I just do it just you yeah, just yeah. from home studio or what yeah 
Do you enjoy it? <coughs> yeah, it's good. It's good crack. Like, I mean, the Americans and the, the Canadians are are lovely. They're 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 good crack. Mm. They 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 they're like you ask them to get in contact with you about something, and they'll send you over here. If you like said like you know, we're talking about X, Y, or Z this week, you get like a maybe half a sentence in. Um, in America, you ask about something. There's like they send in a five thousand word email, and like it always reverts back to like they'll answer the question at the start and be like, going, you know, my cousin Angela has a friend who went to school with her, and she went to Blennerhassett Castle on holidays, and you might know her. She's from Cork, and <laughs> um, so like we're coming over to Killarney to kiss the Blarney Stone. And we're wondering if you wanted to meet up for a pint of the black stuff. Because they're all like one sixteenth Irish or something. Like that. Every person, yeah. like every single person. And they always ask you, do you know somebody? Do you know the old flag? The thing is, I had that's, that's happened to me before and I have known them. Oh no way. Yeah. Like fucking hell. It's set in Ireland back by hundreds of years. Somebody, I was like, where was I? I can't remember where I was. Somebody was like, going, oh, I've got a friend. Um, this is blah, blah, blah. And that's actually happened to me twice. And they're like, do you know such and such? I was like, going, fuck's sake. What are the I chances? Do. I fucking do. <laughs> as well. Would you not just pretend you do it though? Just, <coughs> just to annoy them? Just to annoy them. Aye. And you're, they're like, oh yeah, I'm from America. Do you know Rocky Balboa? And they're like, well, that's not even a, that's not even a real person. He's from America in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> do you know Marlon Brando <coughs> do you know when you were even talking about Radiohead and then you say like Marlon Brando what was the film Marlon Brando did the big the Godfather I I do not pride myself on any of these facts that I'm going to tell you about me but the likes of Radiohead like all my life I couldn't name one Radiohead song I <coughs> like I've never seen the Godfather I've never seen all these big movies and all these big bands and Where stuff where have you been did you um, the thing is did you go to uni that, is that it uh, yeah yeah 100% like I watched Godfather and Uni got into Radiohead and they're just they're very 2000s Uni mm. things to, to like do. Scarface and Reservoir Dogs yeah and I don't think I would have watched them like The Shining and all never seen any of them no I, I wouldn't have watched any of them if I hadn't have been because the thing is it makes me sound so old but we didn't have Wi-Fi mm. in our uni houses yeah. Uh, yeah, literally, like uh, my uni house was in Port Stewart, and if I wanted to go and check my Facebook or Bebo, Bebo I, wanted to th- I wanted to go on my Bebo. Um, thank God that's gone. Mm. It's like uh, and Facebook. Facebook's kind of the same. Facebook's just kind of it's off gone, too. isn't it? Yeah, see, that's where I built my following. I built and built and built a following. I was like, just concentrate on the one platform. You know, don't yeah. scatter them across. Just build and build and build and build. Built it up over about three or four years. Of about fifty six thousand. Jesus Christ, right? And then it just died. Just the algorithm changed. Everyone started moving to Twitter, and then everyone moved from Twitter to Instagram. And now it's between Instagram and TikTok, and it's like Instagram's going the same as Facebook now. Is it? Yeah. The algorithm wise, but it's just algorithm, isn't it? It's like if you yeah, if your you've feed member used to be just yeah. everyone you followed. If you've got like twenty thousand followers, then it used to be twenty thousand people, or no, maybe not twenty thousand people, but close to that would see it. Yeah, now it's like ten percent of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. That's it. I started and TikTok last week. Did you? How I you find it? Fucking notion what I'm doing. It's it's the worst, but it's also it it's very addictive. Like it, yeah. it really is. See when you start like 
you could go down rabbit hole after rabbit hole of whatever it is that interests you. Mm. Say if it's fucking skydiving or mm-hmm. you know, kayaking or something, mm. you watch one kayak video from start to finish and the next time you go into it, it'll show you like five or ten videos and it'll, it just goes on from there. I've left my phone in my car. I wanted to show you something. Um, did I leave my phone in my car? Do you want to go get it? No. Do you know what it is? I'll, 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 Deck send, pics, I'll, is it? I'll send you a link to it. <laughs> it's, I'll send you a link to it after. Right. It's really fucked up. Um, a friend of mine sent it to me. It's like this Italian couple. But she's 76. And he's 19. You see that every now and again? Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. I, I'm saying, I'm not saying that that's messed up. Like, I'm like, no, that, it is, you, it's you know, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, it's fucked up. It is kind of weird. Because like, I mean, yeah, he's 19, she's yeah. 76. That's, yeah. that's, that's just odd. Right? Um, but there was a video on TikTok of him doing a gender reveal. Of her or of I, like getting her. No, no, like like it, it was a big attack. She like, was like, pregnant. Yeah, like there was a big production, and there was fireworks and balloons and, and it's the two of them holding hands, and they're holding hands, and there's like a, a ten foot, uh, model of a, of a woman, and like an open stomach, and the and the, the baby. There's like a, a picture of a baby, and it's flashing pink or blue pink or blue pink or blue and then hits pink and they're like oh my god he kneels down and like hugs hugs her stomach and i'm just so like she's going, pregnant at 76 i don't but I, I, I but like this is clearly this 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 page is clearly not real because like it, right. it's it's impossible hmm. so unless they're doing like some kind of surrogacy no thing. no they're not they're not because the next video is her having a scan 76 yeah i'm i'm so confused well i'm sure she is too she's 76 well, i mean i'm just like tiktok confuses me because like yeah I, before that i'm on instagram i'm only seeing videos of like what my friends are and target, well, this opens up a whole new world tar- targeted marketing to me yeah. like which works so well like they're going here's a nice hoodie and i'm like oh i might buy that hoodie now i'm on tiktok and i'm like it's like yeah. It's like the the Wild West. Yeah, it's there's, Instagram there's on fucking ketamine. Like, <laughs> it really is. It's just the most random, bizarre. I, I went on the first videos that I got sent to, like on TikTok. When I like, because I said, like, you know, one of the years resolutions was like, right, I have so many interviews, I have so much content that I can put out, and I've never mm. put it out. Um, so from a podcast and stuff. So I was like, right, I'll start using TikTok, and I opened up TikTok. I saw that video, right absolutely i was like what am i watching and then the next video that comes up afterwards is like somebody filming a police officer trying to arrest them go and them just fighting with each other boy from like omar around that direction going <laughs> he was like going get your hands away from me <clears throat> step back all this stuff i'm like how did i go from it they're speaking <laughs> italian to like this really weird video of like That's somebody putting up like a picture yeah. of a police officer you're just like going I don't understand what TikTok is. Yeah, I just need to get off this. That's how it works. Yeah, it's 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 really mental. It's like it's it's mental. It goes from showing you a video proving how Michelle Obama is really a man, and then it just goes to some fella going, "Hello, TikTokers! I got out of McGabry two days ago, <laughs> enjoying myself. You know, just letting you know I'm all right." That, that's how it works. It's f- it's a fucking minefield of shit. It really is. But you know what? I see videos <coughs> all the time and. People, it, do you know, a trend is like the worst thing now for a comedian because a comedian, a trend is, they have seen this video, they've literally just ripped it off, mm. carbon copy, 
and they're just reposting your video but they're doing it instead of you doing it so they get all the glory and then if you read the caption underneath it's like just jumping on this trend and you're like it's not a fucking trend you've stolen it you've literally stolen so somebody else's so content so and you're doing it so what they're trying to tell you is basically like plagiarism's fine yeah yeah that's what tiktok is yeah yeah so see how like comedians in the past would have been like you stole my joke no that's my material do you know now tiktok is anything goes you can do anything <clears throat> i remember laughing my head off at this woman telling a joke and i was like that's fucking brilliant this is class i'm gonna follow her and then I read the caption and it was all had to jump on this trend. I uh, just wanted to do it for myself. And oh, like, so she's uh, telling the joke. Aye. But oh. it's all the time. But it's everything. It's all like all these really cool ideas and things that people have done. But other people are just going, that's brilliant. I'm going to do that. And then they, they play a prank on their wife or their partner or whatever. And it's it's just normal. See, I, like, I hate I, it. I love telling really long long-winded jokes mm-hmm. and i like you know of course i rip them off i fucking like i hear them other people yeah. saying them yeah there's but a I'm, difference though, but it? i'm not a comedian yeah and i'm not yeah. i'm not doing it for clout mm. like do you, do you ever watch curb your enthusiasm i've seen a few episodes have you ever heard the liver joke no i'm not going to tell it to you it's too long but I'll look it up like look it up on youtube um and anybody's watching this i told the, i told this joke at the christmas dinner table so anyway if you've seen it you'll know <laughs> <laughs> just right. type in curvy <laughs> enthusiasm liver joke liver joke and I told this to my ma and my sister on Christmas day is it yeah. rough <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> brilliant really super rough like. the, it's the best kind of humour though it was like dark humour you've ruined Christmas best. style yeah. humour love it I was told I ruined Christmas this year because um, I we were all sitting there like the, me my mum my sister uh, my dad and uh my uncle and I just like was like going God like my, to my mum's dog I was like she's mum's the dog's called Noel <laughs> turned up on Christmas Eve five, five six years ago it was either going to be Jesus Santa or Noel so I called him Noel so it's mm-hmm. Noel Taggart <laughs> sounds like a wee drunk sounds like a wee drunk he'd be in the his album's out in June his album's out in Noel Taggart <laughs> Seen to, it must be seen to be believed it would be the, the caption un, underneath it pause and for thought but it's yeah, P-A-W-S pause for thought like that, that that's it Rough Rider Records <laughs> will you be my fire hydrant tonight um, and I was like Jesus Noel's got wild fat and everybody whole room turned on me no way what are you saying that for what are you saying that to poor Noel for Cover his what ears. are you saying that on Christmas day for you like leave Noel alone, poor wee Noel. Look at him. You've heard his feelings. You've He's wobbling feelings. away. Cover his ears. <laughs> you call Noel fat on Christmas Day. Fuck's sake. You know what? Painting yourself. Do you want to tell me this story? Um, this is a segue. Just when you were talking about being fat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this actually happened. It's you've met Diona and Diona does not stop until you go I have to go and do this thing now you know I'll talk to you in a bit Mm. and she was I was almost (laughs) like half listening I think I was watching football or something and I was half just trying to listen to her and watch the match but I really hope I'm not telling this story that someone has told her or this happened to them but this woman had to be craned to hospital she was like 47 stone or something I've seen I've seen this on like 
so channel, this, channel 4 documentaries oh, so this, and stuff this before. might be from a documentary then hopefully it is and it's not somebody's I think I've who seen it this. I think I've seen it a couple of times it's like people there was get a really so bad s- smell from her did you hear about this no 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 so there was a really bad smell coming from her and she had to get craned into the hospital to try and figure this out and they did loads of tests and stuff on her and then the doctors had to like sort of go through all her bits of flab bit can, by bit can I guess what, what I think might happen go that they found food a cat <gasps> like rotted in her flab oh, oh my god a poor a cat wee kitten. I know I know a poor woman as well like for starters how to get in there but how do you not notice and how long has to pass for a cat to rot in your flab oh my days I know your pillow talk with uh, it's interesting is, is, is really is really <laughs> on point do you want to listen to this next week and she'll be all what the fuck that's the girl who was on my podcast aren't they <laughs> and I'd be like, oh. See, this is the difference. This more. is the difference between like boys' podcasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We told that story, <laughs> and like, that's why it's sad. <laughs> you go to the other one. It's like what? It's like oh a my jokes. God. Fucking hell! Unreal. Was it her cat? I have no idea. I don't know. It's the neighbor's cat. You know, you see, you scary. You just never know. <laughs> you don't know what you you're can, living with. The thing is, you can say that for pretty much anything. So I've just completely turned around you. Um, you can say that for anything, like absolutely anything. You just never know. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Like, so he has to be kind of vaguely sad as well. Be like, go here. Do you see that? Um, there was a bus burnt out in West Belfast there yesterday. You have to breathe in as well. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just never know. <laughs> I feel like I just want to spend the rest of the podcast just doing loads of those now, just between us. Just what is that? like? Um, there are more of them though, aren't there? Yeah. You don't know what's around the corner. Yeah, yeah. You do. We cut before. You don't know what's around the corner. Do you? Or if you're like particularly mute, this happens for a lot of men in her own. And I'll say something vaguely morbid to me. Say something vaguely <laughs> morbid to me. Um no, so that's something bad that may have happened. I'm glad your auntie's dead. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's just the <laughs> inward inhale, but saying yes at the same time. See if people know what with, with, uh, maybe did you do it up in Urgandy as well? My mum used to do it, I remember <laughs> in the nineties my mum used to go <laughs> hi, 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 hi. Hmm. It's just maybe maybe I don't know, maybe the damp atmosphere around Tyrone's made us as a, a load of agree- agreeable asthmatics hey. yeah. hey, hey, hey. I just never know do you <laughs> <laughs> you never know hey. do you see the, do you see the, the cat's got asthma <laughs> so you just never know <laughs> so you just never know. I remember being interviewed one time for a newspaper and this guy get, <laughs> says to me he goes uh, so how did you get into stand up and um, so start you talking and I'll be him, right? Just make something up and just talk and talk. About, so like you're asking me uh-huh. a question? Uh-huh. Well, I, uh-huh. I, got, I got into stand-up uh-huh. because... Uh-huh. Uh, oh, uh-huh. God, that would uh-huh. be annoying. Constant? The whole uh-huh. way throughout the whole... Uh-huh. See, the uh-huh. thing is, like, uh-huh. you, like uh-huh. you're taught in... Like, you're taught... When I studied journalism, like, at, at, at uni, and, like, the sort of basic one-on-one is... It's called the naughty. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but that's, that, that's just general empathy, you know, to, to talking to somebody... 
and you want to make sure that they're being heard so you sort of nod your head a wee bit everybody does that and i mean like you would do that when you're having a conversation with diona about cats dying and, and people <laughs> um but doing the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. relentless no I it's the worst i couldn't deal with that i know i know i know i know i know i know i know, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're getting told off you, you're like you're coming in from school going this report card is one of the worst that I've ever seen in my life do you really think that you're going to I know I know I know I know I know shut up shut up shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up no, no. I need to do better so, no, it's like going for confession uh, how, how do you find it though like I'd assume that like you probably got a couple of talkings to when you were a kid oh yeah 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 Loads. How, how do you find the parent thing doing the talkings to I find it really 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 <laughs> difficult to give a shit a lot of the time which sounds really bad on my part but not not in a way where i don't give a shit about my kids but i mean where something would happen joe like my daughter would do something she's 20 months old mm. and you're like in the grand scheme of things i don't really care do you know I mean she's we staying on the carpet or something but, yeah. but in your head you have to be like you don't do that you're not allowed to draw on the floor yeah so you, know, you draw on your paper yeah. but in my head i'm like I have, so. I have to make 20 people laugh or I have to make 200 people laugh in 20 months you know yeah. I have to fucking leave and go through all my material in the car and uh -huh. you've just you've you've more shit to think about uh -huh. but you have to be like no you don't do that ever again you say sorry to the floor or you know whatever yeah. it needs to be but I, I, it is a struggle of mine to be a disciplinarian the owner would be the disciplinarian between us two and I would just be Actually, you didn't mean it. Go on out and play. You're all right. Aye. So I just... It's easier to be like that, though, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, do you think that's what it comes down to? That it's just easier to just not give a shit or just to turn a blind eye or brush it under the carpet? I Is it an old Irish kind of way of going... Actually, nobody. nobody I really don't think seen. you can have two two disciplinarians in a in a relationship. No. I don't have any kids, so like this, I'm not the person to listen to in this. Like, you, you've got uh, <laughs> you've got a good few. Like, aye, aye. Um, just a couple. But, but like, I mean... You kind of, it's hard. I, I would say it would be hard for if you had two people that weren't disciplined yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or two people that were, you know? Mm. I suppose it's how scumbags are raised, isn't it? <gasps> you just never know. You just never know. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, feral. Uh, they raised themselves. I'm sure they were dragged up. <laughs> they were dragged up, them ones. <laughs> I did a wee snort there. That's how funny that <laughs> <I> was. <laughs> they were... You just never know. Well, they never had a chance. <laughs> they never had a chance. That's it. Sure, this is it. That's, this that's is the it. other one. Aye. Sure, this is it. You say that to absolutely anything. Everything. Yeah. Or that's wild. Yeah, wild. That's, that's wild. That. Tara. <laughs> that's a Tara. That's a Tara altogether. Yeah. I still don't really understand what that means. Is it? Is it that's a terror? I a thought that meant that that's terrible, but you just couldn't oh, be bothered saying the rest of it. That's Tara. That's a Tara. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> thing is that you can have a full conversation of just these like yeah these little sound effects and there's a comedy sketch there isn't there uh, but two old men meeting each other in the street <laughs> and it's just all this fucking morse code uh, <laughs> so this is it that's another story for another day turn that's around fun. and then like ask what happened it's like one well, bridges father and brother <laughs> going to full detail about it then this is it sure yeah come here let's tell you yeah, man, I could speak to you all day, but I feel like we need to wrap this up because we're, I think we've gone well over an hour. But I, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and it'd be great to have you back down sometime soon. Days, yeah, thanks, we'll thanks for having me. do this all again. Yeah, appreciate it. Anything to promote? Anything um, coming up? 
I always think it's really funny like when people have to promote things at the, at the mm. end of the show and I'm just like sitting there going Duffy Circus <laughs> <laughs> two for one tickets uh, available now yeah I just uh, my, my Chill the Beat show on Spotify um, Chill the Beats all yeah, one word all one word yeah uh, it's like a, a two hour uh, music show of, of uh, kind of more mellow style music and good guests and stuff like that I've had Liam Gallagher on I've had John Hopkins on uh, I've had loads of people on as well so yeah check that out class thanks for coming down really appreciate it and Happy see you soon. have a good one